CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. I'm going to play a little bit of our interview with Jeanette Taylor. So check that out. And when that's over, Monroe Anderson. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I bring to you the pride and joy of the 20th Ward, the woman we proudly call JT. People go, wait, you're talking about Justin Timberlake? No, there's only one JT in Chicago. Her name is Jeanette Taylor, and she's the older woman of the 20th Ward. Jeanette Taylor, thank you, thank you, thank you for you coming on the show are, today. You're more than welcome, Ben. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing okay, and uh, on the eve of Thanksgiving, and I'm speaking from my absolute heart, for everybody at the Ben Jarofsky Show, thank you, Jeanette Taylor, for being who you are, for having the guts that you have, for having the courage that you have, and for taking the time to come on my little show and talking to me about it so god bless you and happy thanksgiving jeanette taylor had to say that and it is a pleasure always all right and part of the reason i'm so fired up we've been talking about this all week it's really about okay today tuesday there was a vote in the chicago city council right jeanette uh 29 to 21 the mayor got her budget passed uh and uh, jeanette taylor was one of the no votes we'll get into that but before this vote there was a showdown, uh, one of those uh, meetings, virtual meetings that nobody's invited to except for the people in the meetings, even though it's Alderman and the mayor. And uh, we've been talking about it a lot on the show. So, Jeanette, let's sort of set the table for what went down today at the city council meeting. Why don't you talk about uh, the infamous meeting with Mayor Lightfoot and the Black Caucus uh, where... She said, don't come to me for shit if you don't vote for my budget. Take it away. So that happened. So I'm on the Black Caucus and the Progressive Caucus. And because the Progressive Caucus, the Black Caucus, I'm sorry, has 20 members, Mm -hmm. per the Opens Meeting Act, we can't all meet together. So they kind of separated us and we had a meeting with her. And so basically what she said was anybody who doesn't vote, vote on my budget, don't ask me for shit for three years. And I said to her, hey, so you mean to tell me as a new alderman, me voting against property taxes because I know that's not what my community wants, that really, that's what we gonna do? And she was like, yeah, I'm tired of people um, playing games with me. They say one thing and then go vote different. I said, well, I've told you from the very beginning, I got the utmost respect for you, but I don't agree with you politically. And so if I don't agree with you, if it hurts my community, I'm gonna vote my way. And so that was that's that's basically how it was left. And I went to the media and said what she said because I did like it. And I actually had a conversation with her and just told her, like, this, that's not fair. We should for my community to be taken care of. And that's what historically has been done. 
Okay, that's all you get. To hear the rest of it, go to the Chicago Reader website, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y, or wherever else you download your favorite podcast. It's dropping tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day at 5 a.m. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from Ben's attic. Live from my attic and live from his house, Monroe Anderson, every Wednesday. Uh, And not a lot of Trump news. We'll get into some Trump news. Usually it's Trump, 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 and Trump. Monroe, we're uh, going to have to diversify a little bit. We're going to have to learn how to exist in uh, a new world. No we're, Trump, 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 Trump world. We're now in, in Biden's world. Yeah. We, 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 Monroe, you're having some audio issues. Maybe do you have uh, maybe speakers turned up or something? Maybe crank her down a bit. It sounds like we're in a spaceship. Uh, there's... Very curious. I think we're good now. Okay. No. No, I think there's. Yeah. The, there's. I think it's a volume folks, issue. You can see this. There's two two images of Monroe Anderson here, so I think he oh. might be doubled down. Yeah, he is doubled down. Good looking out, Ben. Yeah. All right, let's remove this one. I got. I got him, Monroe. Whoa, this is spacey. Monroe, are you there? Whoa. Now, now, let's try. Ah, there we go. Okay. It took a baby boomer to figure that out. Ah, it's the genius. <laughs> I had a window blocking it there, so I saw it. So now we're good. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, we're gonna have to get ready uh, for the uh, Biden era. Is that's what that's what you were saying? Biden, yeah, it's the Biden era now. Um, in the meantime, um, we have um, the incredible shrinking man, um, Donald J. Trump hiding out in his bunker and and tweeting and and then taking a a, a daily trip to the golf course and that's it he, he's he wasn't much of a leader before and he's not he's none of a leader now yeah all right we'll get into some trump talk and biden talk and uh, some rom talk and uh, all kinds of things we'll get into national politics but i want to uh, i told you i would do this uh, get your thoughts on david dinkins uh, who the mayor of New York City from 1989 uh, to 1993, uh, the first and only uh, black man uh, elected mayor of New York City. Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, his reign um, as mayor of New York followed just after you left City Hall as press secretary, Eugene Sawyer, who was. Uh, no, actually, they overlapped. Okay, uh, briefly month. by one month. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I said corrected. Um, uh, maybe people. I met him. I, if, if we went to New York, now maybe he was a candidate at the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if memory serves me right, he was the actual mayor. Just starting off. Um, I, what I find really interesting is that he and Sawyer were of the same cast you know they were they're very much like soft-spoken gentlemen uh not very aggressive and um both victims of um big city racism explain that go into that a little more both victims of big city racism go into that okay sawyer lost to the the, the the factions of 
of um, white Chicago. I mean, they set him up, they did him in. Now he had help from um, some black aldermen, of course, but he lost that way. And um, the mayor of New York, Dinkins, lost because of Rudy Giuliani and uh, his his racist campaign that he ran. R- Rudy pulled a Trump on on Dinkins before Trump was Trump. Mm. <laughs> By that I mean he, he ran this racist campaign against uh, you know, where he was scaring New Yorkers on everything. And then, and then Rudy got in office, of course, and and turned um, New York into a police state where they were um, harassing black people mm-hmm. constantly, black men stripping them down, um, and and that ex- that continues or has continued until um, of late. Joyce and I were in New York City, I want to say six or seven years ago. And we had we had we had a black element, Honda element. And we were leaving town uh, to go home to Chicago. And we had to cross one of the bridges. I, I forget which one. But anyway, we're in heavy traffic and meandering through crowded streets. And we had a cop on us, a New York cocktail on us, followed us for 15 minutes. They were with us so long, I I started to pull over and ask them um, if there was anything we needed to talk about. But they decided that was too dangerous. So I just kept driving. But literally, they trailed us until we got to the bridge, which went to New Jersey. And then they turned around and left. Hmm. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, but they could, you know, we didn't have darker windows, so they could see that there were two black people in the car. Hmm. We didn't have those. Yeah. That was during the Rudy Giuliani years. Uh, The other thing, in addition to the heavy police uh, tactics uh, that are similar uh, between Chicago and New York, this is a general attitude that uh, Dinkins uh, and uh, Sawyer had to confront. Follow me in this, Monroe. The notion that the city wasn't uh, safe or secure uh, if a person, a diplomatic type, like uh, a Sawyer or uh, a Dinkins was in charge that you need an authoritarian hand. And this is, this, this is an attitude that's so just like ingrained in the minds. Of, I could say that definitely Chicagoans, I just saw this in city. So real, the movie, the Steve James documentary, been talking about this a lot. I know you haven't seen it yet, but there's a scene in a penthouse where all these well-to-do people are sitting around and um, this white banker is opining that he really doesn't want to go back to the days of Harold Washington because it was chaos. And right. uh, we, and we have order now uh, in Chicago. And I'm like, <laughs> I, right. I, it always seems like, it's just funny how people rewrite history in their own minds. They were, but it just seemed like there was a coalition around Daly and around Giuliani in New York uh, where white people like yeah, felt yeah, secure. Yeah. And Lincoln was trying to reform 
the police department back then. Uh, you know, because that was it was it was during his reign that um, the the guy what's his name he he was a, a uh, an African or um, a Haitian and the cops stuck a broomstick up him raped him with a broomstick yeah. before they killed him I forget his name but anyway um, the the New York cops were as bad as Chicago cops. And Dinkins was trying to change that. And of course, he, he got the uh, Kim Fox treatment before Kim Fox was Kim Fox. Yeah, he got the Kim Fox treatment. Well, somehow or other, she prevailed. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, David Dinkins. Uh, I thought he did an admirable job as uh, mayor of New York. He did. And uh, I thought he was a class act, total class and act. And, and when there was, there was a police protest, that um, he, as ex-mayor, he he attended and a peaceful protest, and he was arrested along with Al Sampson, uh, and he he volunteered he volunteered he called Sampson and said he wanted to join him. Sharpton, you mean? Yeah, I mean yeah, Sharpton guy. Yeah, right. yeah right. exactly. Um, uh, Al Sharpton. Reverend Al Sampson in Chicago, but that's yeah. uh, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'll sharp it. Uh, and uh, just as a funny contrast, uh, it's great delight. When Giuliani defeated Dinkins, it was as though Dinkins, uh, you know, his reputation was damaged. Uh, it, was, it was Dinkins who had a retreat, and right. Giuliani was in full glory, like the emperor taking over New yeah. York, and people like bow down to the great Giuliani. And now, uh, look, the New York Times had an uh, obituary praising Dinkins. They're a little, I think they were a little embarrassed because they were part of that crew, like blaming Dinkins in ways that they would never blame a white mayor. Uh, and now Giuliani is a joke. Giuliani has become a national buffoon and a clown. Uh, and so in some ways, uh, Dinkins' reputation is uh, improved over the years, and obviously Giuliani is deteriorated. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, Giuliani has no reputation left. He's, 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 he will forever be known as the, uh, the, the clown with the hair dye dripping down both sides of his face. Yeah. By the way, it wasn't dye. It was uh, hairspray. My wife has brought that up to my attention many times. Not dye. He, it's like a spray paint that he put on his uh, his hair. Wait, yeah. well, we, why would he do that? That doesn't make. I can uh, remember back in the days when he was mayor. He had this comb over that was ridiculous that he used to have. But um, he's, he's good and bald now. So what was he spraying? Or something? I, yes, I don't know. I cannot. I, uh, I, think, well, no, I know what it is. His hair has turned white. And so he wanted to look like a younger man. I see. So that's what, yeah, that's what it is. No, because you can see pictures of him with white hair. I mean, white hair, not gray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's, it's uh, Rudy. My advice to you is just to let it go and uh, be at peace with the process of life. Uh, well, right. You know, he wanted to be secretary of state. Yes. Trump uh, first got in there. Yeah. And um, uh, Trump said at that time to some other people that Rudy had lost a step or two. 
<laughs> and so, four years ago, he's lost a, a dozen or two steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but somehow or other, it hasn't stopped Trump from hiring as his, him as his attorney. Right. Uh, well, no, this is why. This is why Trump does that because mm-hmm. he likes Trump likes people who go on TV and defend him. And Rudy will do that any time, the drop of a dime, even if it makes sense or doesn't. But he'll be right there, plug in for, for Donald. Yeah, and so you're yeah. friends for life, as long as you go on TV and plug for Donald. Right, exactly. Well, and, and you've seen the photograph of Rudy in drag where he kisses Donald. Yes. Think, yeah, yeah. So they, they have a very close relationship, shall we say. Uh, all right. Now, before I lose uh, connection to mayors and mayor talk, i got to get your thoughts on this. A lot of people come on my show of, of the leftist persuasion, very critical of Joe Biden for even thinking, even remotely thinking of putting Rahm Emanuel in his cabinet. You have a different take. You don't think he's even thinking of it. Uh, no, share your they, thoughts. They 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 slipped. They they snuck. Uh, Rom out of D.C. <laughs> in the middle of the night <laughs> and, and put him in charge of Chicago instead, rigged it so he could be in charge of, of Chicago instead. Uh, and um, he was not even, you know, w- with his typical charm, um, Rom was not the greatest chief of staff that any president has ever had. So um, he, he he does not he does not um, hold that high of a reputation in 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 the nation's capital. Yeah, well, he uh, I know I, I've always thought based on the books I've read. You know, I'm, yeah. Uh, I've always thought, based on the books I've read about the early years of the Obama administration, that essentially Michelle Obama. Uh, told Barack Obama get rid of him uh and so they you're right they they cut the deal uh they ushered him in as Daly was leaving to be mayor of Chicago and the dummies in Chicago uh ratified that deal much uh to their later regret uh and so they got they found a way to to um save face by moving Rahm out of Washington without admitting that it was a mistake to have him as chief of staff in the first place uh, and so, yeah, Biden was there for all that. So you would think he would know, would have learned right. not to bring this guy. Uh, yeah, where's the, where's the rumor coming from? Do you know, or is it, it is Rom is it Rom's rumor? <laughs> yeah, they're thinking about putting me on the cabinet. <laughs> I know, I know, it is pretty funny. It's like the Tribune and Cranes. It's ah, oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sources close to the Biden camp say that they're considering Rahm Emanuel. It's probably Rahm. <laughs> yeah, because they're naming all the all the the named people. I mean, that's being leaked already, and I haven't heard this leaked except any place but in Chicago yeah. about Rahm being on, on a cabinet. Well, well let me I mean, just say so- this, uh, Joe Biden: you're going to have a very difficult time in the coming years dealing with the Trump. Uh, crew in Washington. If you don't win Georgia, you're going to have a really difficult time uh, dealing with Mitch McConnell in the Senate. The last thing you need 
The last thing you need is all the lefties mad at you for putting Brom there. Just think right. about that. Right. Right. Because they, the, the lefties, although I, I don't think it's going to be a big problem initially. Two years from now, it may be. But uh, the, the lefties are not happy that they're not getting more positions in the cabinet than they th- thought they more? were. I haven't seen any. <laughs> Who would, well, we haven't, we've just the national security. They're never going to put a lefty yeah. in national exactly. security. Exactly. Uh, so, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but it's just a, an unforced yeah, error. They want, Elizabeth, they, they want Elizabeth Warren and they want Bernie. Well, and yeah. I can't see that happening. Under any circumstances whatsoever, not not because of their politics, but because they are senators. Yeah. And President Biden is going to need every senator he can muster. Yeah. And especially those with some national prestige, he's going to need them in there fighting for him against the Republicans. Yeah. Especially now, if they if if they if if the Democrats win Georgia. And so it's a 50-50 situation. Then obviously he's going to need them there. It won't be a 50-50 situation. For example, with Elizabeth Warren, you have a uh, you you have a, a Republican governor. So if she leaves the Republican gets to name the next senator until a special election is held, and um, he won't be naming a, a radical or, or lefty Democrat to replace a lefty Democrat. That won't happen. He won't name any Democrat, lefty, radical, or what have you. That would be the dumbest move that Biden cannot possibly make that move. No. no. Well, actually, I don't know. Yeah, that would be dumber than putting Rahm in the administration, uh, into the cabinet. Uh, And Bernie. And the thing is, what's amazing about Biden is he has played this, this, this thing perfectly so far. I mean, the winning of the president's campaigning was perfectly done, and his rollout, his transition is really impressive. Why do you say that? You're really impressed with Joe Biden in a way. I'm not quite ready to uh, jump on this bandwagon. (laughs) Not quite ready to jump on this bandwagon, but explain why you're so impressed with it. Did you see the cabinet? Uh, His... his, 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 it is it's the defense people. And yes, the, the, the national security side of it. Yeah, yes, very impressive lineup. And it, and unlike Trump's cabinet, uh, which look Biden's cabinet looks like America twenty twenty one. Trump's cabinet looks <laughs> like America nineteen fifty five. That's fair enough. Can't yeah. argue with that point. Right. I, I'm yeah. not doing this to defend Trump. Trust me when I tell you. I just, uh, I, I hear you loud and clear. You Bernie, you Bernie guys still try to. <laughs> but, oh dear, I can't believe it. <laughs> Biden is president, and he's uh, it's going to be president, and he's doing a good job. He was the perfect man for this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't argue with any of this. Uh, that uh, as a Bernie guy, uh, it does sting a little bit, just a little, not a lot. Okay, yeah. just a little. I mean, I just want you to know, Monroe. Yeah, I've been a good sport. 
I've never had a lefty win anything. Yeah. And so I'm always going along with the centrists. I did it with Clinton. I did it with Obama. And I'm ready to do it. Well, everybody thought Obama was a lefty. No. Yeah. They, you know, Come they, on. They, they, they did. They, they thought he was. I mean, they didn't think it by the time it was over or some did. Listen, but Obama's greatest move, in my humble opinion, yeah. in those early days when he was positioning himself to run for higher office was to yeah. show up at that anti-war rally in Chicago. And that, because that enabled him to position himself as anti-war in right. contrast to Hillary Clinton and help him win Iowa. And I know you're right. All those lefties in Iowa are like, well, he was against the war. He was, right. you know, and Hillary was for the war and all the lefties in Iowa voted for Obama. And then, you know, what happened next when he won uh, Iowa, Black voters throughout America are like, whoa, white people voted for him. He right. can win, right? Right, right, right. And the rest is history. We got a shot at this. <laughs> yes, we got a shot. By the way, are you are you uh, loving uh, the Obama, uh, what is it, uh, PR? campaign for his book are you enjoying obama's appearances i see him he's making appearances on uh, youtube shows and radio talk shows and yeah. tv shows and he's he's being obama are you yeah. enjoying that yeah. oh yeah yeah um his people when, when he was president and he would occasionally do that they were he he would refer to himself he would say uh the bear is unleashed. <laughs> That's, you know, he's been, uh, of course, I, th I think um, Key and Peele did a better job with it with, when they had his alter ego, Luther. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I think that was really the bear unleashed when they did that. Uh, he's really enjoying himself. Uh, Obama's taking a victory parade. Uh, his arch enemy uh, has been defeated, Donald Trump, and defeated by his vice president. So you know what I mean? You think about tit for tat, you know, that that inf that moment at that uh, press, uh, the Washington press course uh, gathering in Washington where Barack Obama gave the speech mocking Donald Trump while Trump was sitting there humiliating yeah. Trump after yeah. Trump had tried to, you know, to undercut Obama with the birther stuff. Right. And so Trump got his avenge, you know, his revenge in 2016. And now here we are. It's, it's like a wrestling match, Monroe. Here we are in 2020. And, and, you know, uh, and what's really incredible about it is Trump, during the four years he was in there, did everything he could to get rid of everything Obama. He's trying to erase Obama's legacy completely, mainly through executive um, orders. And now uh, when Biden takes office on January 20th, the first day he's got to issue a bunch of executive orders uh, reversing yeah. orders. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, Trump, Trump is trying to um, protect his legacy by putting um, the most incompetent people in America in these key positions so they could do the things that uh, Trump wants done and, and trying to make it so that it, uh, it won't be easy 
for Biden to overturn them. Uh, I've not been able to, uh, I haven't seen any updates uh, since I've been on the air. Uh, yesterday, the, the story broke in the New York Times, or at least that's where I saw it, uh, that uh, Donald Trump was considering uh, pardoning Michael Flynn. Yes. Uh, and General Flynn, has has he done that yet today? Well, I've been... No, uh, he that, but he was, you know, he's, he, he, he's just warming up, you know. He's, yeah, he, he, before these, these 50 days or so are done, Trump is going to be like Oprah with the car. You get a pardon and you get a pardon and you get a pardon and you get a pardon. He's just going to go on and on with that. And in fact, um, there's some discussion as to whether he's going to try to pardon himself or not. Yeah, we've had that conversation uh, in the past. I don't know how you could, how he could pardon himself for stuff he hasn't officially been charged with yet. You know what I mean? Just like a general pardon. No, 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 no. you're right. No, a president can do that. A president can pardon not himself but others. I mean, that's how Nixon got got um, got. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Uh, Gerald Ford. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. He had he hadn't been charged with anything yet. He was going to be charged, but Ford, Ford That's said, a valid point. Right, right. And so Trump, Trump can do that. Although it's going to be very interesting, to say the least, if he could actually pardon himself. And last but least, I and pardon the one that <laughs> needs to be most pardoned, me. <laughs> and, and actually, what the beauty of this whole thing is, you only get pardoned. If you've committed a crime, or you 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 you're more than likely committed a crime, like with with Nixon. Yeah, you know, you and I are not going to get pardoned for anything. Uh, no, because right. yeah, we haven't done anything. Right. Uh, well, there's also the the fact the state versus federal uh, situation because oh, there's New York yeah. prosecutors coming after him. So right. I don't think he has jurisdiction there. Although knowing Trump, that will not stop him from, from trying. Yeah, from trying. But no, the, his problem is that there are some New York prosecutors. Yeah, that that have big targets on him in the red light from the, 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 the sight on the gun is on the middle, middle of that target. Metaphorically <laughs> so, speaking. Yeah, right, right, right. Legally speaking, yes. Legally speaking. Uh, the other thing he's clearly trying to do is, uh, in any way he can, is to sabotage uh, Joe Biden's administration, even before it begins, even before he's officially conceded, still hasn't right. conceded that he lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, and, and the president of China, as 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 congratulated Biden today, a ching. Mm-hmm. The president of China did it before the president of the United States. Yes. Um, I don't think he'll ever congratulate uh, Biden, uh, no. but uh, the most toxic thing he's doing is you know uh, he has uh, his uh, Mucin Treasury Secretary. Um, take the stimulus money, I think it's $455 billion on spent right. stimulus money, put it back in the treasury. So Biden will need legislative authority uh, to get access to it. This is money that's already been approved uh, for Americans who really need it. Right. And uh, so this is just a shameful act of sabotage that's hurting Americans. Exactly. You know, and if it had been for um, building the wall, then Trump would have left it alone. 
yeah, if Trump would have left it alone. Um, yeah, and I, this is where I would like to see the Democrats a little more forceful, you know, in terms of criticizing that and drawing attention. You know, you know, Trump would have done it, Monroe. Oh, he I know. Been... No, the thing is, I mean, Trump is doing right now as we speak. He's doing horrible things, and he's not doing things that are uh, that, uh, and being horrible in the process. For example, no le- leadership whatsoever on COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You think that it was over and that uh, we could all be uh, partying like it's 1999 or something. <laughs> uh the Democrats in, I don't know how much they're doing, but they ought to be in Georgia just mm. Trump drum about how bad Trump is and that unless they get the two uh, Democratic Senate candidates in in the Senate, that uh, Trumpism will continue even without Trump in the White House. You know, uh, I'm generally... Uh, a sort of a pessimistic person when it comes to predicting victory uh, for my teams. I've been conditioned to assume the worst uh, just by years of being a lefty in politics and years of being like a Bulls fan, except for those six Jordan years. My teams usually don't do well. And you're a Cubs fan too, right? Cubs fan and White Sox. I like them both. Uh, And I'm I'm actually at the moment, uh, I just cannot – I just to share this with you, Monroe. I cannot follow the Bears. They are so disgraceful. Every time I look at their quarterbacks, I just think of the the quarterback they didn't take. So, but yeah, I'm used I, to losing with the Bears too. Okay, but at the moment, I'm right. I'm just ignoring. You know, I'm beginning to suspect that uh, the Bears are just having a hard trouble with having a black quarterback. Yes. Thank you for saying that. And, and they're suffering for it. For yes. Them. They won't admit it. That's right. that, that never will get discussed uh, right. in a city. Right. But having said all that, yes. I had this tinge. Yes, we were talking to Miles Conflassen, uh from In These Times. I, when I was listening to Miles, I was like, could it possibly, could the Democrats possibly win both seats in Georgia and snatch the Senate from Mitch McConnell? Is Is that... What the tea leaves are saying now, Monroe, yeah. you don't have this concern. I, I really have always appreciated that in you. You're not like in a fetal position going, we're going to lose. We're gonna lose. Yeah. You know, I, I, because I think we're going to win the Georgia. I think we're going to take Georgia. And I think I, I've said this on your show. The reason is that the Democrats have a ground game. They have 800,000 new voters that they registered, and they have plans to get them out to vote. The Republicans are trying to catch up, although I, I saw a, a report today that the Republicans do have a, a serious um, organizing effort on Hispanics, and that may make the difference in the I don't know. I um, I saw that same article. I read that same article. Yeah. And I've always been reading uh, articles about the Republicans and uh, Hispanic voters. And, well, you know, it's just such a... The, uh, the, it, the, the Cubans made a difference yeah. in, 
in Florida and um, I guess it was Mexicans in Texas. Yeah, but here's the reality is it's like when I read those articles, the people who are writing them, they have this underlying assumption that there is a quote unquote Latino or Hispanic prototype. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's such an erroneous assumption. Right. You got to know it's, it's a very diverse community that's been clumped into one. Exactly. And, and they the, don't, and they, well, in Chicago, I can't speak for the entire country, but in Chicago, uh, the Mexicans don't like the Puerto Ricans and vice versa. I mean, you know, I mean, they don't hate each other, but uh, they don't like each other. Uh, the, um, the, the Puerto Ricans were referring to the, this is back from my political days, back in the 80s, of course, but the Puerto Ricans were referring to the Mexicans as, as, as um, pie faces because of the round features. Mm. And I forgot what the, the what, what the uh, Mexicans refer to the Puerto Ricans as. Yeah, well, there's there's obviously these uh, rivalries within the city. Although I will point out uh, that Luis Gutierrez, who was Puerto Rican, uh, was the congressman year after year in a district that was largely Mexican American, uh, and then he became a champion of immigration rights, which right. doesn't even affect Puerto Ricans because they're already citizens. Right. So. In Chicago, I think there's in Chicago, I think there's more of a unity than than like you said, uh, Cuban Americans in Miami, uh, Mexican Americans on the border with uh, of who live in Texas on the border with Mexico. I mean, it's just Mexican Americans who live in Nevada or Arizona. It's just different groups of voters. It's so the notion that well, Republicans are making inroads with. Latinos in Georgia, it's right. it's like so weak and lazy. By the way, Trump got twenty eight percent according to an exit poll, and like you, we can't even trust those. No. So I don't know if that's yeah. going to be the. You get what I'm saying? But if yeah. if if like if they could take away from the fact that it was like all white people lined up who voted for Dave David Perdue and Kelly Leffler to send them back to Congress, to the Senate, so they could be Mitch McConnell's puppets. If they right. could somehow or other blame some Hispanic guy in Georgia, the media will do that. But I'm just saying, I just been reading these stories for a long time. Yeah, well, we've, we've got to watch Georgia, but I, 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 can, I can easily see the two Democrats going. Well, I'm, um, I'm really hoping that would be, and, and then ultimately your prediction would have come true. And that's, that's where I want to close it. I want to say, I gave you a shout out in my reader newsletter today. I haven't sent it to you, but I will after the show, I was giving thanks. I gave myself thanks. I said that from the start of the year until now I was beaming out, uh, vibrations to defeat Donald Trump. I was trying to manifest it as the millennials say, but I go, the ultimate manifester is Monroe Anderson. This dude has been talking trash about Donald Trump from the moment he walked really from the moment he walked down the stairs to announce uh, he was running for uh, president. He didn't walk. He, he rode there. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, they've been doing this sleepy Joe thing when they yeah. were trying to beat uh, Biden, and in the meantime, Biden is is jogging. Yeah. Up to, you know, and Trump is dragging along, like, well, once I start talking, I get animated, but up until <laughs> there, I need to take my breath. <laughs> yeah, but 
by the way, I got you'll get a kick out of this. I don't know why. I just looked at Trump's uh, last, one of his last. He hasn't been tweeting that much. Uh, he's, I guess he's just tired at the moment. But he tweeted oh, no. out a. He's embarrassed. I mean, he he has been humiliated, and he can't figure out a way to excuse it or spin it or lie about it. Where and he's trying, but none of it's working, and so. He canceled his trip to Mariago for Thanksgiving, and that's because normally he would be down there glad-handing with with um, his rich pals. You know, screw COVID nineteen. Who cares about that? But he doesn't want to look them in the eye and then look at him whispering to him. Yeah, he sure did get his butt beat. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, I don't feel so. Anyway, but that last, he had this one tweet that said a Newsmax poll, according to a Newsmax poll, which, of course, is the right-wing outlet, yeah. uh, that's even more to the right than Fox, yeah. uh, when asked, uh, did uh, Joe Biden cheat or uh, steal the election, 98% said yes or something like that. <laughs> wow. If only the country were run by Newsmaxes. Oh Donald yeah, no, no, too, it's too close. It's, it's it's too close for that to begin with. If Nixon had had Newsmax and Fox, yeah. he never would have been in, in a chase down yeah, the right. office. That's right. Uh, that's how much things have deteriorated. All right, Monroe. I hope you have a really happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I assume it's going to be a quiet one. Yes, yes, yeah. Me, 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 and and the missus, and that's it. Uh, it's going to be. It. We have a turkey at least. Oh yeah, 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 I'm barbecuing a turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will have a very nice turkey. I've, I've decided I'm gonna have it, have a Thanksgiving dinner as I would if I had family there, but it'd just be the two of us. So, well, right, we'll have, a, uh, have a great Thanksgiving and uh, same to uh, Joyce, and stay safe and sound. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. If, if Trump is still in office, Trump Trump may have left us. He may go to Mariago or just stay. Just say, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to pretend like I want to run the country anymore. <laughs> Not that I lost. I'm done. I'm quitting. <laughs> well, we'll see. We still have Trump at least until January, even if he's hiding out in Mariago. And I got a feeling uh, Mitch McConnell will be an adequate substitute for Trump. Trump. Trump and more Trump. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, I want to thank uh, Monroe Anderson. Outstanding job, as he always does. And I want to thank absolutely all our listeners uh, for your support and just all the the emails and the texts that you send me. Uh, Frank, I want to thank you in particular, keeping me informed because you know, I'm on the air. I miss the many of the news uh, stories as they break. So thank you to all the listeners. And of course, special thank to the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy in all Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as Frank and Monroe and Mayor Lori Lightfoot all agree, back home in Alton, they call up Dr. D. And D, uh, give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash, and have some pumpkin pie with it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Play the radio. Play the radio. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words.
nearly a thousand miles. Nearly a thousand miles. I just biked around Lake Michigan. <laughs>